Awesome. Thank you, Warren. It's a two-for-one deal today, isn't it? It's like a Big Mac combo. So I'm going to carry on. Just what uh, Warren was saying about um, the eldership team there. We're having to go down to uh, Queenstown this week to go to a trustees training time. Yay! So unexciting. And so we've got all these meetings and things on the Wednesday. On the Thursday, it's like, Dre says, okay, they said to, to the churches, hey, you might want to um, have some people, you know, you might want to book some rooms and then do some training with your, with your trustees and stuff. And we're like, no, we've got Rob. <laughs> we don't need anybody else. So what we're going to do, this is, this is our, our, our meeting. We've all, at our own expense, hired um, e-bikes. So we're going to go cruising for four hours. That's our meeting. And I thought that's like, you've got to do church your way. You've got to do God your way. So we're cruising on e-bikes, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that on the Thursday, not so much the Wednesday. But anyway, I'm, I was a little bit more organized than Warren. I actually got some notes down because I thought, I have been carrying something recently, and I thought I, I actually felt it yesterday that I was supposed to say something, and uh, I was going to do it as service leading, and I thought, oh, now I've got a message that I can actually go on. So, so yeah, um, yeah, two for one today. If you need to go home, no, nah, we're not going to be too, too long. When, when uh, Warren said he didn't have notes, I thought, oh man, that's scary. All right. What I want to speak on, stirred hearts and willing spirits. And it comes from Exodus. I don't think I've preached on Exodus before, but the, the background of the, the, these um, Exodus 35 and 36 is Moses has been up in the mountain for 40 days or whatever it was, and now he's come down and his face is glowing. Now, when, when, you, when your leader or your pastor gets up and their face is glowing, I would probably listen. And so he was talking about um, building the tabernacle and then building the Ark of the Covenant, which is what, as Warren was speaking about, the presence of God. So these guys were going to be uh, involved with um, establishing a place where the presence of God could dwell. And uh, there's some things here. When I was reading through Exodus 35 and 36, I started to see a bit of a theme going on. And so I thought, I'm going to target this. So in Exodus 35 verse 20, it says this, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the, the, uh, the presence of Moses. Then everyone whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing got involved. And I thought, heart was stirred. Uh, it's like, I remember the first time that, you know, can you, 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 have you ever had a heart stirred? How many people are married here? How many people are married? Okay. How many of you had your heart stirred. You thought, yeah, 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 whoa, this could be something. I'm feeling this. Ah. I saw, saw, got some friends here today, our, our grandchildren's other grandparents, and, and I saw Rob was talking to that little Mac yesterday, and he was having a stirred heart. He was saying, what's going on here? He says, oh, I feel funny in here. And because he was trying to play soccer and he was all nervous, and he had a stirred heart. That's a different sort of stirring. It's a stirring that stops you. But when God starts doing something in your life, a stirring that starts you. And I remember the first time my brother said, Hey, Linda, you've got to come and go tar hunting with me. Tar hunting? What's a tar? I don't even know what a tar is. And so they live in the mountains and we go down, we go tar hunting and we get to the mountain and the mountain's way up there and that's where the animals live, way up there. And I remember like, wow, this is crazy. This is a lot of work. But I remember the first day we climbed the mountain. Two hours later, we get up to the top there and there's the animals and we shoot one. Sorry if you're a vegetarian. And... And something stirred in me. I'm like, this was fun. I was like, I know you, some of you might think, really? 
It was. I was on a mountain and there's like there's mountaintops and snow and stuff all around and, and we were up there hunting these wild animals together as brothers and something stirred in me. I watch a, a series on um, on YouTube. Uh, it's Billy Moles and it's like the, the spirit of a of a of a, a, a sheep hunter and he he takes he guides people in Alaska. And he says, when I was just a teenager, I went out and I went on my first hunt. He said, something stirred in my life. And now he guides people for years because something stirred in his life. I remember when God stirred my heart. I was trying to avoid God. And then finally we were at a, we were at a, um, a youth um, camp over at uh, Glen Roy at um, Horada there. And uh, it was uh, Ian Grant was speaking, and something stirred deep in with my heart. I was like, "Whoa!" And I actually responded, but I, I took I went back on that for a few weeks until again God got me and He stirred my heart. And so I, I just sensed when I was reading this here that God wants to stir some hearts. How many have? How many hands out? How many have been had your heart stirred in God? There's a stirring going on. Dean, I just had a word for you, bro. I'm sorry to point you out right there. You're sitting right in the middle, right in front of me, man. And it's like, I know God's stirring your heart for good things and great things. And it's like, I think you know that because you're experiencing him in a, in a depth. And, and, a, and, a, and, and you don't even know, I don't even know if you've made a decision to follow Jesus yet, but, but there's a stirring going on. I don't think you can get out of that. Because, you know, we've, I've experienced that stirring, and I see that stirring in you, and I see, see there's an excitement in you um, that is going to progress you on to the next season of your life. And as Warren said, it's a new season, and there's new people coming to new seasons. And then I, was, I went hunting with Jared Van Berkel on uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday and Friday. You know, Jared, he just wants to get out. He needed a break, so I said, yeah, man, oh, of course you can come out. And uh, it's amazing what conversations you can have staring into a little campfire. So we were in the hut there. We had the door open. There's sparks there. And he says, oh, Lynn, I just want to share something with you. And I thought, oh, I think we're just going to go deep. I felt it straight away. We're going to go deep here. And he challenged me. And I, it's like we've been talking a lot up until this point. And then he challenged me on the, on the Wednesday night, uh, Thursday night. And he said, he said, I just want to speak something into you. I said, okay, bro, hit me up. Because he's quite prophetic and stuff. And, and then he started speaking. You know what happened? My heart started to stir. Because I, you know, we'd been talking a lot. And obviously he had ascertained where I was at. And I had actually started to settle. And I, I know that because I've been feeling it a bit myself. But I've been starting to settle into a groove that I think is what I, the groove that I was thinking that I was going to settle into. This is who I am. This is how I roll. This is how I do things. And he challenged me and says, Lyndon, there's more to you than you are settling with. And I'm like, Oh, and I couldn't argue with him. We're supposed to be having fun hunting, you know, and, and now he's doing the spiritual, like, convicting of the Holy Spirit, and I'm thinking, mate, and he just challenged me about being a spiritual father. I, I said something about my old, I'm older, you know, I'm older now, and I, you know, I can see a younger generation come through carrying stuff, and he said, don't ever say that again. <laughs> I said, oh, I said you, you, you're, you're, you're limiting what, God's going to do through your life. And then he just started to speak into my life. And my heart stirred. And you know what? I couldn't argue with him at the end. I'm just sitting there in silence. And I says, man, you're right. I can't argue with that. You're right. You know, through the whole two years of COVID, it's like, it's been crazy horrible. I hated it, most of it. 
but I've learned and I've grown and I see things differently. I can do things differently. We're doing church online now. Hi, everybody online there. Things have happened quite differently. And I've just been, there's a developing that happens in that wasteland or that time where you think we're, you know, it's not happening. God's developing us in the, in the dark room. And then my brother dies. And then it's like got grief on top of the frustration of COVID. And so you're trying to, you're trying to live a, like, why so I got lots of energy? Well, I don't know where my energy went. And some times I didn't have much energy. It's like I'm faking it, man. I'm faking the energy just to get through because it was like a double whammy. And I said that to, to Jared. I said, it's been a hard season, bro. It's like I, I needed to step back, I thought. He said, but now you need to step back in. Oh, radio. So anyway, so I'm stepping back in. So what stirs your heart? What is stirring your heart? Do you need your heart stirred? The answer is yes. And then it says, um, whose spirits were willing. So you can have a stirred heart, but we also need to have with that a spirit that is willing. What does that look like? That's an attitude. That's a, that's a I am... I am available. I can, I, I'm stepping in, stepping up, stepping into this next season. I'm putting my hand up. I'm helping. I'm getting involved. I'm going to be part of the team. And you know, it's easy. It's got really quiet in here now. Being part of the team means that you're stepping into being part of the family. And when you're in a family, you get chores. We had four boys. I didn't have to do much lawn mowing because we had four boys. Had to keep them fit. Had to keep them ready for rugby season and touch and basketball. But when you're in a family, you've got chores to do. There's part to do. And it's like we're in a new season. And I, just, I, just, I guess this is my expectation that people are going to start to realize. I say people so I don't look at you individually. I'm looking over top of you. That we start stepping into an area of service that can lessen the load in other areas so we get the best out of everybody and the giftings, because God's given gift, spiritual giftings. And have you listened to this? Um, oh, willingness, sorry, I'll go back to the scripture in a minute. A willingness, it means to prepare to go through with it. Lucky has actually taught me a fair bit. You know, I like the way that he comes across, he just challenges you to be real, to be a person of integrity, a person of your word, to arrive early mostly. But he's challenged me to be a better person. It's funny how an ex-gang member can challenge you to be a better person. When we can look at him and say, I think you need to be a better person, man. You're covered in tats and you swear while you're speaking. I don't swear when I'm preaching. I don't swear at all, actually. Willingness means it's a quality or state of being prepared to do something. It's readiness. Being ready. How many of us are ready? You know, I don't know if I was ready for this next season. I just took one word from a guy in a hut the other night to get me ready for the next season. I was just cruising through that next season. I was like, I don't know what I'm ready for. You're ready for whatever. This morning I wasn't ready. I saw the message come through and I thought, oh, holy moly, <laughs> 7 o'clock. <sighs> um, but I really felt the Holy Spirit say, Probably the first, first up about being willing and ready. I felt the Holy Spirit say, say yes, say you'll do it. So I think I didn't say yes. I said, I'll have a crack at it. <laughs> I'll have a crack at it. Because it's like, what, what is it? If I haven't got something that I can share, then what am I carrying? Nothing. Hey, can somebody step up this morning? Oh, I can't. I haven't got nothing on my heart. Well, why haven't I got something on my heart? 
I did have something on my heart, which is good. I said, yes, when Warren says, yes, I can help out, I thought, oh, that's good. That takes the pressure off me because if I fail, he won't. <laughs> and you know, I, it was so much more relaxing when I saw Warren said he could help out. Being willing is like, I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day and he goes he's into motocross bike riding. And he said what he hates is like, people got all these motocross bikes and it's like, oh, I want to go motocross riding. And so he'll ring my hey, do you want to go? He yeah, 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 but yeah, no, not today, or not the weekend or... Oh, look, it's a bit cold. Or... And he says, oh, man. He says they want to go riding, but they don't want to do it unless everything's perfect to go riding. The weather's got to be right. The sun's got to be shining. The tracks have got to be dry. They've got to have you know, all the jobs done around the house. And they're not, not ready. They're not willing and ready. I know I've got a friend, um, Brent Fernley. He's an uh, ex-pastor from Kaikoura, good mates with him. I can ring him up, and before I even talk, he says, yes, what day? <laughs> And it's like, okay, right, I get a willing answer, I get a yes every time. And occasionally it doesn't work, but mostly we make it work. You know, Greg, you know, you know my brother, you know, we, we, it was like the person that, you know, is an energizer bunny. You say, hey, hey, do you want to go for a hunt or do you want to go for a bike ride? Yes. The answer is always yes. Are we, are we, do we have a willing yes? You know, often we don't have a willing yes. Often we, 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 we have a willingness hinged on Am I available? The conditions right? Sun shining, uh, time management, um, cost, and we don't have a willingness. But God's looking for a willingness in this season. He's looking for a, a, a ready yes, a ready yes. How willing am I, really? How willing are you? And it says it carries on here. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work. Uh, for the work to the tabernacle of meeting, for all the servants of the holy, uh, for all the servants' service and the holy garments, they came both men and women, as many who had a willing heart. It says they came as men and women, as many as had a willing heart. It doesn't say all came because they had a uh, willing heart. It says as many as had a willing heart. So we can be in a group of people and have a whole bunch that have a willing heart, but also some that don't have a willing heart. But what happened is that the, the tabernacle started to get built. All, of, all the materials came in. Everything happened. And I would encourage you to develop a willing heart, to develop a, a willing yes. Our staff team, we talked about the eldership team. Our staff team has, if we all turned up, 12 people, all got different roles in that. And you know what I see in that room is a willing heart to get the job done. I, I'm an associate pastor, but I don't, have a massive list. When I come out of that room, I don't have a massive list of stuff to do, which is sometimes it's nothing to do because we've got our PAs and we've got our admin person and our music team directors and our, and our youth directors and our you know, the elders or whoever's in the group. We go away with our responsibilities. It's so well shared because we have a bunch of people who have a willing heart to see the kingdom of God established and people reached in our communities because there's a willing heart. Initially, their hearts were stirred to get involved. When, when Andre said, Lyndon, would you consider being a pastor at Cornerstone a couple of years ago, three years ago now? I'm like, yes. I was like, oh, you're kidding me. I thought I had missed that one. I escaped that one. But I know that, you know, there was something. I knew that God was stirring my heart then again. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. Sheesh. I, I, I thought I'd 
gone past that. And then God says, are you willing and ready for this next season? Yes. And then, then the people, without reading it all, the people brought, they brought rings and gold and materials and fabrics and, and wood. and They brought everything. And it's like, you say, what can I bring? You can bring something. Here's the people who've been asked to give up, cough up what they can. And they all brought stuff. It wasn't just a few people. They all brought stuff. And they kept bringing stuff and bringing stuff. And they got to a point where they got too much stuff. And they said, whoa, you're giving too much. Stop. We've got enough to do the job. Wouldn't it be amazing to be in a church where you're saying to people, oh, sorry, look, you packing crew, there's too many of you here. Half of you've got to go home. You've just got to go home because it's like there's not enough work to do. Let's say we do working bees and things. It's like, oh, 50 people here. Oh, Stefan would be like, this is just a headache. Can, can 40 of you go home? We only need 10. Imagine if we all came with what we could give and we could offer and they got the job done. But I kept on saying through these scriptures into verses, um, to chapter 36 as well, it says, it says, all the women whose hearts were stirred with wisdom, they spun yarn and stuff, they, they, they made stuff because their hearts were stirred to get involved. And so God's looking for that stirred heart. And then you get further on, it says um, there's a free will offering and, and the men and the women whose hearts were willing brought the material, brought the stuff. And so the stirred and willing goes together. You can be stirred and do nothing about it. But you can be stirred and willing to do something about it, ready to do something. Man, these, these, these notes have been written this morning, so I'm missing half of them, which is fine. Free will. Jesus talks about that when he died. He gave us the free will to choose whether we follow him and commit our lives to him or not. He doesn't say, you have to do this. You have to be a Christian. You have to do it this way. He says, it's your choice. For him, for Jesus, it's, it's important that we choose to follow him because we want to, not because he makes us. And so you can rest assured, you're never made to follow Jesus. It comes from the other way. We choose to follow Jesus. Free will, unconstrained and voluntary choice. So the thing is, when, when we bring stuff to God, there's, there's two things going on here. Okay, the first thing is this, is that we give stuff to God and then God gives stuff back to us. And this is the benefits of this. So what do we give to God? And so often, you know, we, you, know, you think, well, oh, God, I can't really see him. But, but what do we give to him? What, do, what can we give to God? So these people would come in to build the tabernacle and then, and then the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And so all this material has been given. And so they were giving what for? To bring the presence of God, Yes? A place where God's presence could dwell. A place where they could go in and be around where the presence of God dwells. So for us, like we take this to a New Testament context. It's bringing the presence of God to wherever we go because it's, he's in us now. And so this morning when you come in here, you bring the part of the presence of God that's within you into the corporate gathering. And together we worship and celebrate God and meet with God. And so in the Old Testament, they had like this, this room and this tabernacle. The New Testament, he's in us. And when we come together, the presence of God comes. So they were bringing stuff to make the, the, the temple or the, the, the tabernacle and the, the you know, Ark of the Covenant. When you come to church this morning, you're bringing your presence to create the presence of God corporatively. And so what do we bring? So I didn't see anybody bring any badger skins or gold. Oh, some gold, actually. There's gold here, isn't there? Who's got gold on them? Can I have it? Come on. Oh, heck. 
I know where my ring is. My ring's down the, the back of my shower. It went, went west, and I went down, and I can't get it. I know where it is. I just can't get hold of it. But nobody brought in wood this morning. Nobody brought in purple or linen or cloth or didn't bring in. You just, well, maybe, yeah, they start to look at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's pretty purple. Uh, but, we, you know, what do we bring? So what do we bring? Here's what we do. When, when we are when bringing something for God as a free will offering, it's our lives. It's our attention. It's our honor. It's our love. It's our time. It's our service. It's our bodies. Oh, yeah, you can do that. It's our plans. It's our finances. It's our focus. It's our talent. It's our commitment. It's our presence. It's our worship. It's in our sacrifice. And I, that's, that was just a scrambled bunch of things I thought about in the 10 minutes before coming here this morning. And so we bring those things, and there's, there's, a, there's an element of yielding what we want and giving what we can bring to God when we come together. And it's like, you know, when we come together, it's exciting. It should be exciting if you're not excited. Find out why you're not excited. What does God give to us? Oh, but God doesn't give us to anything. I don't even see God. Well, this is what God gives to us. He gives us his love. He gives us his life. He gives us his freedom, his peace, his joy, his blessings. Does that sound pretty good? Can I have the music up team, uh, team up here, please? He gives us our blessing, his, his blessings, that we can be blessed. He gives us a future. And that's a good one. He gives us revelation. He guides us. He leads us. He speaks to us. Here's the verse, brother. Here's the verse. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. No matter how many promises God makes, they are yes. God keeps his part of the bargain. Rob told us that in the communion. And none of us talk to each other. We just listen this, to the this Holy is, Spirit. This is us getting excited. When, when God actually speaks to a group of people in the same theme, in the same, I mean, when Warren said what he's going to talk about, today, right, we're on to it. Okay, so where was I, Warren? The Spirit within us. His revelation. Yeah, His Spirit within us. I mean, that's the best gift, isn't it? That's the best thing. You know, when we've given of ourselves to God and He gives back, He gives the Holy Spirit back into our lives. He's with us. He he reveals stuff to us. He guides us. He leads us. He speaks to us. He shows us. He gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. He gives us talents and purpose. He fully gives his whole life to us. When we give our lives fully to him, he gives his life to us. Hearts were stirred. And willing spirits. So I guess this morning, that's where I want to leave that this morning is that we would be a people that have stirred hearts. And maybe you haven't had a stirred heart for a long time. You know, that, that's a horrible place to, to come talk to me. You know, I felt, I guess I felt a bit dead for a while. You know, you're just going through the motions. But, but it's like just the other night in the heart, something stirred within me. It says, I want to hear the Holy Spirit again in clarity. I want to hear the Holy Spirit again um, for direction. I, I want to hear the Holy Spirit again for, for where is my influence and how can I express that? in my day-to-day life. And going with that, there's a willingness. Am I willing to step into that new season? And when Jared 
got me the other night there. I had to have a willingness, like not only just get stirred, but decide that, okay, I'm going to step into the new season. I don't quite know what it looks like, but I know that it means spending more time with Jesus. That's probably the first thing to do. And allow Him to start stirring my heart again. And I just, just sense there's people here today that you want your heart to be stirred again. Something, it's like you, you're missing something and I want it stirred again. That what I've felt in the past or what I've experienced before, I want to feel that stirring again. And that stirring will result in a willingness to do something with your life that is quite powerful and meaningful and fulfilling and just brings joy to Jesus to our Heavenly Father. Can we stand, please? Yes, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives and all you've done for us up until now. But Lord God, it's a new season. And Father, I pray for stirred hearts and willing attitude. As we sing the song this morning, you know, if you would like to pray this morning, we want to pray with you. You, you have, it's been a while since you've felt the stirring and, of, of God within you and it's like, man, I just need more of God. We want to pray with you that you will experience the stirring of the Holy Spirit again that will develop something new in your life. Unleash the next season of ministry or, or into your life.